how I feel right now. I don't wanna take no time to write this down. I wanna tell you how I feel right now. Hey, tomorrow may never come for you or me. Life is not a problem. Tomorrow may never show up for you and me. This life is not a problem. I ain't no perfect man, I'm trying to do the best that I can with what it is I have. I ain't no perfect man, I'm trying to do the best that I can. That song introduces my next guest, by the way, that is most deaf, Umi says. Uh, introduces my next guest. Who I am a little, imp- I'm like, actually, screw a little, I'm like ridiculously impressed with you. Um, <laughs> Big E star, local hero, Westchester High graduate, Georgetown graduate, Mr. Ashanti Cook. Welcome to the sports bar, man. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, G. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. yeah. This is exciting. No, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to actually have you on this because, again, I like, we've like known each other for years and like I did not even just I just assumed like you were just part of the um, South Bay Black Club (laughs) instead of of, like all the stuff I just never you never want to assume that somebody of color just automatically played a sport so you know um, especially with this song now I know you're a man of intellect um, man of you know (laughs) oh so many intellectual talents um, and not just talented at my favorite game, basketball. Um, <laughs> but I, I do want to tell people, so I, I normally start this off with asking people uh, or telling uh, the audience how we met okay. and shocker. It was probably at a bar. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Was uh, it a, was it here at Malloy's? We are actually currently right now on the sports bar. We are recording at Patch Malloy's, but, or I guess it's not Malloy's, but was it here? Or was it at Sharky's? I think it was at Sharky's. Sharky's yeah. um, Cause you're friends with my close friend, Pablo. Yes. yes. Shout out to Pablo. By yeah. The way. Um, so yeah. So it was definitely at the bar, and he made that introduction. Yes. So, yes. 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 Okay. I do remember this. So all my bar days are hazy. So like you gotta remind <laughs> me. Like, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean that again. That doesn't really shock me. That right. I, that yeah. Now I'll come down here every once in a while and visit Pablo down here on the pier, and uh, so we go out and have some adult beverages. <laughs> yes, and, uh, I can't wait for our adult beverages. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're still waiting on those right so, now, but. That's okay. We can still start the show without it. Okay. With yeah, the pod without it. I'm ready um, to roll. Yeah. But so we haven't gotten to that game part yet where you actually have to drink. So uh, what are you up to now, if you don't mind telling everybody? Um, now I am coaching at Crossroads High School. I'm the assistant JV coach there for the basketball team. And Isn't that where Baron Davis went? That is where Baron yeah. Davis went. Austin Crozier. Yep. Yep. And now um, UCLA basketball player Sharif O'Neal. So he went there too. Oh, Shaxon. that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Crossroads has put out some good, some good talent, some good product out there. And um, well, they haven't put out as great of talent as your former alumni Westchester High School has put out, man. Because I looked at that roster and holy <laughs> fucking shit! By the way, you can curse on this. Okay. Um, you don't have to, because I feel like Ashanti is a very mild mannered man. I might, I might let let some uh, some f and some <laughs> bombs <That's>, out. <laughs> I'm down with that. That's how that's how we do it at the sports bar. Um, 
again, sorry, I don't even think I introduced myself. I'm, I'm G. Hey Wiley with Ashanti Cook at the sports bar. We're just going to get that out of the way so we can just actually talk about like the meat of the situation right here. Um, okay, so go on. So you, your former alumni, Westchester, I almost called it Washington because you were just in DC last time I talked to you. Um, but your former alumni has put out some talent including yourself. Thank you. Our adult beverages are here. Tequila? That's yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Perfect. it. Thank you so much. You guys want napkins ready? Nah, nah we're good. Nah. Um, so, yeah, your, your former alumni is just, like, balling, too. And I looked up so many things which are going to show up in the game. Fact or Fiction, which we will play later. Okay. Um, but, yeah, tell me what it was, what it was like high school, high school life, man. High school... High school was, it was competitive. I enjoyed it. It was probably some of the best times I've had basketball-wise just because we all came in at the same time. Five seniors, we all came in at the same time, uh, well, except for Brandon and uh, Hassan Adams. They came in my junior year. Okay. Um, but me, another guy named Keith Everidge, and uh, Brandon Heath, we all came in as freshmen together. So we went through the whole program, so started on JV, and then moved our way up to varsity the following year and started, you know, as sophomores on the varsity team. But it was intense. It was basically a powerhouse. Yeah. Where, like, had a nice, nice, nice run, you know, especially from uh, 2000, I'd say like 10, 11, 2011, 12. Put out a lot of good players. Um, on my team, especially junior and senior year, we probably had like 14, 15 Division One guys. Damn. All got Division One scholarships. Uh, me and Brandon Bowman went to Georgetown. And then Brandon Heath, he went to San Diego State. And then he went to San Diego State. He became the all-time leading scorer at San Diego State. Yeah. Mountain West, and I think it's the Mountain West. And then uh, Sign Adams went to Arizona. And then we had a couple other guys go to, like, Fullerton and Kent State and a couple other places. So um, I played with Trevor Ariza. He was on my high school team. I played with him for uh, three years. No. Yeah, because he's a grade below you, correct? Yeah, 2003 yeah. class. Yeah. Yep. And I know I just dated myself, but uh. <laughs> that's okay. We can, we can edit that out if you really want to. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, I wish this wasn't just audio because if everybody saw what Ashanti looked like right now, he does not look his, his age. So don't worry about that, man. I get that a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, trust me, I'm older than you, and I'm gonna date myself. Yeah, I know. He just gave me like that wow. third eye look, um, and trust me, like. Black definitely doesn't crack. It does not. Yeah. Um, Asian doesn't raise it either. So, uh, <laughs> Asian doesn't raise Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, you were coached by – your coach, by the way, has is still with the program correct. at Westchester. He has been there since 79? That is correct. Damn. Yeah. I mean, obviously the program works. It does well for him. Like, he, you know, he's been coaching NBA kids for, for a, long a long time. Yeah. I mean, longer than we've been alive. Yeah, so, 40, 40 years. Yeah. 40 years. Yeah, 40 yeah. years. He's going in the 40th season. And then uh, um, when the season starts, they win their first game. It'll be his 900th win. So he'll be the – he's already the all-time winningest coach in the city. Wow. So, um, yeah, shout-out to Coach Zam. He's just been doing it a long time, teaching kids the proper fundamentals and how to play uh, properly. Um, I know through the system and the program, when I got to college – I was well prepared to step on the floor and was able to contribute right away. So it, he's just a, a, a great teacher about the fundamentals and especially on the defensive end um, principles and also stuff off the court too. He's really good at as far as like accountability and discipline. And, you know, you see success and what hard work does um, when you do 
when you do work hard, you become successful because we were worked extremely hard. I'm talking about like beach runs, sand dunes. Oh, you uh, did the sand dunes? Yeah, we did the yeah. sand dunes. We used to hop in the van all sweaty and sticking next to each other. Oh, my God. So you actually went dunes. from Westchester to Manhattan Beach to go to the – so for everybody that doesn't know what the sand dunes are um, – I don't feel bad for you because I had to do the sand dunes band. I freaking puked my guts mm-hmm. out. <laughs> did you That's puke? A fact. Did you puke? No, I didn't actually. Oh. We had a couple of guys that did. Oh, dude, it is no joke though. If you have to run up that, did he make you run yeah, up it? We yeah, we ran it. Yeah, we ran it. We used to run and then uh, we had to jog on the stairs coming back, coming back down. So. You know that you have to now reserve that? Yeah. In order to, which is crazy. It's like a like, dollar or something like that. Yeah, so it's, it's so ridiculous because like when I was a kid, we just went. I agree. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's a sand dune. It's a park. Right. So basically, sand dunes are a park in manhattan beach which if you blink you'd miss it you'd have no clue where it is correct so yeah like right off of i'll, I'll blow up its spot i don't care like go pay a, do- <laughs> go pay a dollar to, to run the sand it's a great workout um it's on rosecrans mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah it's like on rosecrans and it's like right behind a um not a power plant but like it's like a it's like, like an army base or, or, or a training facility a training or something facility like or something like that, like yeah. that. yeah it's it's a super weird location but um, I actually had multiple birthday parties there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was a kid, because I grew up in Manhattan Beach, so like we we would always have like our, my parties were either in PV at the ice skating rink or they were at uh, uh, at the parks. So like we had like those are the only two locations my parents could like do a party for like X amount of people or whatever. Gosh, so yeah, yeah just no rolling sand down the sand dunes, just, just, just barrel roll. Yep, pretty much, pretty pretty much. Um, but speaking of coaching and being coached. We're gonna move over to your Big East days, okay? Um, and your coaching staff by John Thompson III, who is a baller of a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, did he recruit you, or was he like a, or did you were you coming in your freshman year and you just inherited him, or? So, um, freshman year we played. I played under Craig Eshrick. Yeah, I, was, I thought that he got yeah, let go, right? Yeah, okay. Coach Eshrick got let go my sophomore year. And um, so then John Thompson III came, and I played under him for two seasons, so my junior and senior year. And uh, so freshman year, was Coach Etrick, who was um, John Thompson's head assistant for, like, years. Okay. And then when Big John retired, Craig Escher took over. And then okay. uh, so Craig Escher, I think coached probably five, six years there. Okay. And then they let him go in uh, summer of 04. Okay. And then Coach Thompson, JT third, JT the third, sorry, uh, came uh, 05. Is that uh, what you prefer to call him? JT three. <laughs> JT three. Is that JT3. is that his nickname or is that's that what he actually that's needs to be nickname. called? That's his nickname. That's what everybody calls him. Really? Hey, I don't know. I'm not that close with him. You're right. <laughs> I am not close with him. But so. that's what he's known as, JT three. Okay. What okay. I call him, Coach Thompson. Okay. Yeah, Coach Thompson. Oh, that's respectful of you. Yeah, Coach Thompson. See, I call all my coaches still coach. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I still call him Coach. You know. Oh, that's so nice. I just, I, I, I want to cry, but I can't right now. Um, <laughs> that's so nice of you to call, to call him that. I don't know if I'd call my coaches still. I probably only talk to two of my coaches now. Oh. Like, of all time, yeah. From high school? No, from uh, all of them. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Uh, well, gotcha. unfortunately, one of my call, one of my coaches is dead. But uh, it, it is what it is. She was, she was old, so okay. it's fine. Um, <laughs> and then my other, the coach that I still talk to, the coaches I still talk to, um, they still coach right now. So okay. that's, yeah. Um, they're always asking to like, for me to do alumni games and I'm in yoga shape. I am not in ball shape. So <laughs> it's a different type a, of shape. It, People it, don't it know is. that. Yeah. Do you actually, did you guys do any like alternative like workouts and stuff like that when you were in college or even in high school other than the dunes? Uh, uh, high school, 
we really didn't lift weights. Really? Yeah, we didn't lift weights in high school. Like, they tried to implement a, a weight program, but we really didn't. We mostly goofed off in the weight room. We were just honestly athletic and, and very talented. Must be nice. And we were super fast, <laughs> like well-conditioned in most teams, so we just pressed a lot. Oh, okay, I was um, about to say, did you run the ball a lot? Yeah, okay. yeah, we just got up and down the floor a lot. We pressed a lot, caused a lot of turnovers, and got oh, easy yeah. points in that way. That's how and my then, mom coached us. That's yeah, the best run way it, to play. Yeah, run it. Yeah. yeah that's the best yeah. way to play. I fast mean, court breaks. Yeah, fast court, causing havoc all across the court, you yeah. know, like turnovers, easy layups. And, yeah. Yeah, so – so yeah, your conditioning must sorry to interrupt you, but your conditioning must be ridiculous though. Like all your cardio, yeah, that must have been crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sand dunes, Damn. beach runs, uh, miles, Indian runs. So yeah, we were doing a lot, a lot, a lot of conditioning. You felt like a track team almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't even. I can't even imagine. Like, oh, my mom tried to get me in like running shape. She she always said the best shape. So my mom used to play professionally. So she okay. yeah yeah like in Korea long time ago when they were owned by banks and stuff but um she said that the best conditioning if you can play three games back to back to back then you were in basketball shape wow. yeah because that's what she would do Jeez. she's yeah oh okay yeah so that, that but that's <laughs> right, what I, right, i'm assuming right. that your conditioning yeah, was right conditioning was great and then college we had a, a weight program okay so we do weight lifting sprints here and there but we really didn't do much on the court like conditioning Okay. Most of the time, they believed in uh, playing five on five will get you in basketball shape. So you know, pick up games and then you do your skill work like with guards, your guard coach. Okay, and that's pretty much it, really. And then you know, we lifted weights, did a little like boxing, biometric stuff, okay. you know, more explosive type things and speed stuff. So. Interesting. Yeah, because a lot of pro- some programs are doing yoga now, and they're like doing like just different you know things to stretch out the body. Right. But like, and you went to college, pretty much I think like when I was done supposed to be done with college so okay. like that's why i'm just wondering like if they implemented you know something, something very, more. very interesting thing though too when i got to georgetown we weren't allowed to stretch what <laughs> yeah. our trainer wouldn't let us stretch she just, like at all nah our uh yeah our trainer she would not let us stretch at all she didn't believe in it because something happened in like the 80s and a guy tore his uh i think his hamstring or something from stretching and so they cut out stretching i promise you it's not from stretching i don't know but they just believed in warming up slowly and getting the body loose that way so we do you know light jogs here and there butt kicks and all that type of physical dynamic stretching oh okay you know yeah yeah Yeah. where you're like moving not just like standing there yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. oh so like more like constant movement there you go okay so we did a lot of that you still need to stretch. I know. Though, I know. I know. I remember one uh, time she was like, what are you doing? I was like, my hamstrings are tight. <laughs> were you just standing there yeah, and stretching I'm them trying out? to stretch them out. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, Miss Michaels. Oh, that's so funny. I was about to say, I'm like, you, you didn't shout her out. But I'm like, Miss Michaels. Miss Michaels. I hope you know now that stretching is very vital. Mm-hmm. You should actually be stretching. Oh, yeah. um, my next question still relates to you um, being in dc slash the dmv area for everybody that doesn't know the dmv area it is dc maryland and virginia they basically all surround one another and um being from california transitioning over and i know you had you know you went and you did your visit and everything else and georgetown is beautiful it is dropped dead gorgeous it is a great area to be in in dc um obviously there are other areas in dc now they're a little gentrified, but back then they were probably probably weren't. Like the yards definitely was not gentrified oh, back no, then. Maybe. And like there's some like there's some hood areas or whatever that that were in DC. But being from California 
and having to adjust to that because it's still very, in my personal opinion, coming back and living and working there, it's still very Southern to me, to me. Okay. So what was your experience in your adjustment in the DMV area and technically the DC area? Um, or did you just not really go out in was, the DC area? I, I mean, I went out, but it did have a Southern feel to it. It did have a Southern feel. It kind of was its own thing. It didn't feel like you were on the East Coast until the weather hit. But it honestly, had, it. I can't just, people ask, what is DC like? And I'm like, it's its own thing. <laughs> it's its no, own that music, I, yep. own fashion. Like they have these DC brands that are very popular. Then your Nike and Adidas, like it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's an interesting place, but they're their own people. Like, so I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I embraced it. Uh, I think me traveling a lot um, in high school had helped me transition into going to college because when I was in high school at Westchester, we would travel to different tournaments in different states. So we'd go play in Florida. We'd play a game in New Jersey. We'd okay. be in a tournament in Houston. So just being used to being in a different place and playing, it kind of just helped me. And it also opened my eyes, too, because I kind of didn't want to stay in L.A. for school just because I wanted to see more of the world. Right. The type of person I am. So That's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted to expand my horizons and, and, and learn something different. So I chose to go to the East coast. So. Yeah. Okay. So that was going to be my next question actually was you had the opportunity to go to New Mexico, which is obviously closer mm -hmm. to Cali and to your family than to then Georgetown. Um, so what made you go to Georgetown as, a, as a, I mean, you kind of sort of answered this already, but like, what was that definitive? Like, yes, I'm going to go here. Like what made you, other than like, I want to see the world because well, you can see the world at any time. That is true. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, New Mexico, I originally signed to go there. Okay. And Fran Fraschilla was the head coach there and he got fired my second semester of uh, my senior year. Okay. So the new head coach didn't want me. So basically I had a phone conversation with him and he said, look, kid, we don't really want you. So we're going to let you out of your letter of intent. So I had to reopen my whole recruiting situation. Second semester of my senior year. So and the clock was probably ticking, ticking for you. 100%. So I went on Georgetown visit. I went down to San Diego State, uh, where else? Uh, UCLA, and somewhere else. I, I don't remember the other school. Oh, I was uh, about to set up a visit to go to Nevada. And I went to Georgetown first. Obviously, I was like, okay, this is DC, this is. This is nice. They play in the Big East, you know. I grew up watching Allen Iverson and, you know, Big John Thompson. So and I met Big John Thompson and talked to him. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> you know who you are, you know. And um, But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the campus life and the teammates were good, were receptive to me. And the coach, he was talking. I was like, okay, cool. And then my friend Brandon Bowman had already committed there, who I played with in high school and um, AAU basketball, too. So I've known Brandon since – 10, 10 years old, 10, wow. 11 years old. So I've known him my whole life, basically. Yeah. And so he was already going there. So I was like, oh, you've been Brandon another four <laughs> years. Cool. I, I, I could do that. And uh, But I guess the, the answer to your question is the definitive is education and just to play against the best competition, pretty much. You're know, playing in the Big East against Syracuse, St. John's, Seton Hall, Notre Dame. So you're playing against those powerhouses, UConn, you know, every single night. And you got to bring your A game. So. That's pretty much it. Yeah, you actually played in the original Big East. Correct. Yeah, the Big East doesn't exist anymore. It's no. just no. Yeah, it's just not the same. And did you actually play? Because um, obviously the Big East tournament is always in Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. so that's got to be a trip to play in that. But did was Capital One? I feel like Capital One Arena wasn't around when you were 
No, it was there. No, it was, it was there, called right? something different. Okay, was, yeah, uh, yeah. The MCI Center. MCI, we yep, yep. Yeah. So you play in the MCI Center, which IE is now the Capital One Arena, yeah. um, which is a gorgeous facility. Agreed. So I can't even I can't even imagine like what that was like for you to just play in that right there. Like that's prime time right there. Yeah, is that, is especially that where in, the Wizards Wizards play every night. So, yeah, uh, we had our practice facility on campus. And then we just played our home games at where the Wizards played. And that was a trip. I mean, you get 17, 16,000 fans there every night. Not every night, but, you know, for the big games, they would come out. And it was, it, that was fun. It was yeah. a hyped atmosphere. It felt like a college atmosphere. So it was fun. I had a, I had a great time. College was dope. Um, well, I'm glad the college was actually a good thing for you. Um, and then we're going to, because that's a great transition into, again, what you're just transitioning like crazy for me right now. It's great. Um, I really wanted to talk about, obviously, college basketball, the rankings, predictions for your Final Four, and just the current changes in the NCAA right now, which I'm really hoping the NCAA just eventually dissipates and goes away. But um, <laughs> but I think that's just me and, you know, the rest of everybody else that watches college basketball. Um, but what I... Uh, first, I want to ask you is the, the rankings. Um, Duke just came out, number one, because of that. Um, Kentucky just lost to oh. Evansville. Oh, oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I did see that, yeah. And so um, rankings just come out. Obviously, they come out on Mondays or whatever. But do you even give a crap about rankings? <laughs> like, do, like I was talking to – he's not my real brother, but, like, he's pretty much, like, a brother to me. And yeah. I was talking to him, and he used to play for Wisconsin. And – um, but football and those rankings allegedly like they mean everything. So, I mean, they come out, you know, months in advance before they even make a decision for you to get into the tournament. Same thing in, you know, basketball, they come out, the coaches, AP poll, all that other crap. So do you even care about rankings? Is like rankings a thing for you. Like, do you even look at them? Are you asking when you, when when you, you were a player, okay. when you were a player, As a player? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You definitely want it to be ranked. I mean, it's just an ego boost for your school. Because uh, that's what you play for. You play for your school, and I mean to see in the, the AP poll or the coaches poll, like you know your top twenty-five team. It's like okay, you're doing all right, but you know you have a target on your back every night still. And um, but also I think it helps too coming down to seedings as well in the tournament later on in in, uh, in towards March. No, definitely because you guys actually because those rankings like you have like a certain. Um, I guess in like acting it would be called like a Q rating or whatever right. you know. So you have you know certain. Um, a certain hierarchy, I guess, uh, if you, if you will, if like you know you be, if you beat Florida in the regular season, then you would get X amount of points for beating Florida in the regular season, and that would boost your and that would help you to move on like up in the ranks of the NCAA tournament and how you are ranked and viewed for that kind of seating, right? Right. Yeah. That is um, yeah. So. And all okay. strength of schedule and stuff comes into play too. So. Right. So uh, okay. So rankings didn't matter when rankings mattered when you were a player, but as a person now, do you give a crap? As a person now, I, I as long as Georgetown's in there, <laughs> that's all that matters to oh, me. Oh, spoken like a true alumni. Yeah, that's um, all that matters. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Um, your predictions for the Final Four? Predictions for the Final Four. Honestly, I've not watched that much college basketball, but I'm pretty sure you will see the usual teams in there. Your Kentuckys, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, um, and then you might get a mid-major in there. You know, surprise people because the tournament is tough. You can always kind of sneak attack because it's hard because you're just preparing for one game. Whereas like conference play, you're playing them twice a year. You play them in the conference tournament, so you can kind of scout and be more prepared coming into a game. Whereas like the NCAA tournament's a one shot, so you kind of can't scout it. Right. <laughs> right. Know? So, uh, final four predictions. 
Georgetown. Let's get in there. Let's get in there. Uh, we'll probably say Duke. North Carolina looks pretty good. That Cole Anthony kid is pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's really nice. Is that three? It's three? That's three. Uh, I'm going to say Michigan State. Michigan State, Tom Izzo always has a really good team that competes towards them. Well, they have yeah. that Cassius Winston. Yep, he's he really good. He's a beast, dude. Yeah, he's a good But he good. always somehow, like tournament time, they just find a way to win. They yeah. just find a way to win. They're, yeah. they're, they're real gutsy. They get after it defensively. They execute. They're just they're, – he has a good program. He – Always has good teams, so I would never count them out. So. Okay, okay. I, I like where that. I, I kind of like that because, and you're probably gonna hate this, but I'm a huge Duke fan. Oh god. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> and Duke I think the Duke. reason I know everybody hates us because they ain't us. Um, <laughs> it kind of actually brings me to your 2002-2003 season injury. Mm. I told you I did my research. <laughs> you definitely did. Uh, uh, you were out a few months because of an injury yeah. because of the Duke game. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit, if you if you don't mind. Um, you suffered an ankle injury um, while playing my favorite team. And I was just wondering, because how did that how did that affect your game? Because it took you two months to come back. Mm-hmm. So considering you had that two-month road ahead of you, were you just like, I want to get back. Like, I'm just like itching. Or were you just like, because some players, like, they play hurt. Like, um, right now, Todd Gurley for the Los Angeles Rams, he's just not playing the way that he should be playing because he's afraid to get hurt. I, I personally think that he's just playing hurt. Mm. He's playing to not get injured again. Um, was it like that? Or was it more like, no, screw that. I want to freaking come back and I'm just going to come out and just like ball? Well, I couldn't move actually. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was it was a pretty bad. I stepped on somebody's foot. Um, uh... Yeah, so it was really bad. And I tried to keep playing that game too. I remember it. Try to keep playing. I just limping up and down the floor, and I just finally had to come out. And then we get on the plane, and my ankle is like the size of a softball, just all black and purple, and so I, I really couldn't move. So. But I was definitely itching. Like, I'd be at practice, sitting there, watching, just wanting to get out there and compete and contribute and help the team, you know. So, especially because I was having, like, kind of a good year so far, coming off the bench, just providing energy, scoring. Yeah, that was your first year, right? Yeah, my freshman year. So, um, you know, I got the jitters out of my first couple of games, and then I was kind of rolling, and that happened. So, it kind of took me out of my rhythm. But uh, I I really wanted to get back and uh, help the team. Do you mind me asking – what did you have to do in order to come back in two months? Because I had an ankle injury. Uh, injury. I rolled my ankle, but this was in the eighth grade. Mm. And so your body can come back really quickly because you're that young. You're obviously, you know, 19 at this point. Right. So your body isn't coming back from injury that quickly. Um, the only reason why I came back from injury that quickly is because I took acupuncture. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, because it wasn't broken, so I don't know how, how severe was it. Was there any broken bones or was it just more like it was just super swollen? It was just a bad, bad, bad sprain. Okay. It was no broken bones. Um, of course, I had ligament damage. Right. Uh, but like rehab wise, I was in a boot for a while for like a couple weeks, okay. walking boot for a couple weeks. And then rehab wise, all just like ABCs with a weight at the end of my foot, um, okay. resistant band pulls. What else? A lot of pool workouts. Okay. I go to yeah. the pool and you know kick my feet up and down in the pool. So I would s- and swim as well. 
So for a lot of the um, people that are listening right now that aren't athletes, I just give them a little bit of that pool recovery. Cause like you and I understand what being in the pool is right. and stuff like that and the recovery for that, but you yeah. go a little bit more in depth. So the pool workout, you know, it's taking tension off your body because you, know, you don't have to force pretty much. So you're able to like move and maneuver. So I just do little like cuts from side to side, defensive stance, jogging in place in the pool, also swimming because that helps kick and create uh, mobility within the foot. Uh, and little light sprints in the pool, pretty much, um, okay. just to try to get used to like running gotcha. the proper way. Again, gotcha. You know, so because okay. so I'm not favoring on one side. So okay, um, but you still didn't answer it. So how how was it? So, so it was more of an itch. It wasn't more of a. Yeah, it was more of an itch. Okay. It was definitely more of an itch. It was more of an itch to get it back out on the floor and get healthy as soon as possible to, to play and help win. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're coming up on our 30 minute that I got to stop us really quick, but we'll, okay. we will be right back on the sports bar with Shanti Cook. All right. We're back on the sports bar with Shanti Cook and he just brought up Carmelo Anthony and I can't, and I know you have Big East love for him, yeah. but really, really? Oh, I think he's done, man. I think he's <laughs> at that, like, he's at that. This isn't even on the outline right now. We're going off book. So Carmelo really word you loving that homie. Yeah. <sighs> Carmelo is just hey, smooth. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's just All right. smooth. He's he's an offensive juggernaut. I just like the way he plays. I mean, I've watched him play since high school because I competed right. against him in high school. Nice. And then competed against him in the Big East in the Big East tournament. Yeah, because he's older college. than you. No, we're the same age. No, he he was at. Oh shoot! Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're the Think same. Yeah, 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 we're the same. Um, so yeah, so I just followed his career and. I'm just a fan. I am a fan of him. He's got a nice mid-range game, good post-up game. He's just smooth. I like players with skills, so I, right. I, I like watching Carmelo play. Okay, again, not saying that he's not a smooth, you know, player or anything like that, but like as far as like a championship-worthy player, because you know his his know. coach was like he ain't ever winning a title. Yeah, yeah, true. I, I mean, you can be smooth AF, but man, you're like this, this you, is true. Carmelo is about Carmelo. Carmelo. But I still enjoy watching him play basketball. I still wa like watching him catch the ball on the wing, jab, step, one, two, dribble, pull up. Like I still like watching that. So okay, I'm that happy is very to see fair. him. I'm happy to see him back in the NBA and give it another shot. Hopefully, you know, this works out for him. Because if not, it might be over. <laughs> yeah. So and he went to a good team too. No, he did. Um, he's obviously not going to be Carmelo there. No, but at least he's still in the league. You know, He's still in the league. Which is more than you can say for Kaepernick, you know? So, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, do you want to talk about that or do you not want to talk about it? We can. The the calf situation? Yeah, the calf situation. I feel like it's been played out to death. I honestly don't know that much about it. I just know he had a workout this past Saturday, which is great. I'm yeah. glad to see that he's given the opportunity to even try and get a job. Okay, um, so he, yes, he had an opportunity at the Atlanta facility, correct? Yes. But he decides, because it's not up to his standards, to switch the venue to a high school. He wants his own camera guys there. He wants his own workout stuff there. He wants basically, like, if he can't have it his way, he doesn't want it, you know, so he's going to move everything. So he moves the media. He moves everything over to this high school. So in my personal opinion, this is Cap being Cap, and you just dug your own grave. Wow. Okay. See, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know he did all that. But I think there's two sides. I mean, he's controlling his own destiny, so I'm not mad at him doing that. But also, you got to play the game. You got to be able to play the play play the game. You know, and 
in order to uh, to get what you want. Sometimes you have to play the game. So yeah, I mean, you but, play you play professionally. Like when yeah. you yeah, like as far as that, like how far is too far to play the game though? Without compromising yourself yeah. and your integrity. I mean, because at the end of the day, you do have to live with yourself. So I'm not mad at Cap for doing that. Because at the end of the day, he has to look in the mirror and look at himself. But it just sucks that he had to go through those lengths in order to, to make that happen. I mean, and three years out of the league, man. It's a long that's break. a very long time. And he's still relatively young, too, right? He's like 30? I, but no, I think he's a little older than that. I'll okay. look it up right now. But, um, but I mean, he's in his 30s. But as far as for a quarterback, he's still pretty. I mean, he could play a backup. Right. Yeah. And I sure. think he deserves to be a backup. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, it's a lot of teams out there that. that 32. Yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, he's still pretty. Yeah, yeah, pretty young. Ooh. Drew Brees, what, forty? <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees is forty. Tom Brady's forty-two. You know Phillip what? Though? Rivers is pretty old. Yeah, I think he's thirty-six. Yeah, so I mean, he could play a very long time. Um, I just, I just hope he gets, a, I hope he gets a crack at it. I don't think it'll be for this season, but probably somebody hopefully signs him for next season. I mean, we'll see. We'll I see mean, it. you know what? You know what sucks is I'm sure that he's not going to do that. But he could play in the XFL. He ain't got no priors. He doesn't have like um, <laughs> these are their rules are not mine. But he ain't got no priors. Like he doesn't True. have like this is the only drama that he really truly has. You know he's he's not a horrible player. Right. He could probably even start in the XFL. Like let's get real here. Yeah, we'll see. I mean maybe that might help him because that would give him, uh, NFL team some some footage on him and some tape so he have the uh, have that to bring to, to NFL teams. So we'll see. All right. We all shall right. see. All right. The saga continues. The saga does continue. <laughs> the saga continues. Um, saga also continues with the NCAA and them being dick holes. But um, I just wanted a reaction on them changing this, um, the rules. Um, I definitely think this is, they're just getting pressured to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I think it's going to be a long time until they really, truly change their colors or hopefully eventually dissipate. Cause you know, I, I mean, I personally don't love the NCAA, but you as an actual player um, for a D one program that it really truly affects the division one programs. Right. What are your feelings on the NCAA them changing, you know, certain rules on players getting paid? Um, is there a fine line? Is there, there's so many debates on this one, but, I, and this is unfortunately a question I ask every single <laughs> former athlete, but I really want to know. I really want to know. It's so it's very interesting because I don't know how they're going to regulate it. Like how do you divide the amount of money that you're going to pay players amongst the different programs? Like the basketball programs and football programs at certain schools obviously bring in the majority of the money. So how do you divvy that up amongst like lacrosse, rowing, track and field, um, field hockey? Like how do you? I don't know how they're gonna do that. You know, like so it's very interesting how they're gonna like divvy up the funds. Right. But I, mean, I, I, I I like it. I like the move. I know the NCAA probably will take a long time to get on it on board because California passed. Yeah, but it's not until like 2023, I believe. Okay. Um, and then the NCAA um, already pa- has passed them being able to do the same thing. Um, but I think also, not until 2023, there are some states that have passed it where they're gonna these kids can get paid in that state. Mm-hmm. I think next season. Oh, okay. So um, I, I I think it's only like one state. It might be like New York or like New Jersey or like um, some somewhere on the East Coast, I believe. Um, I'll, I'll have to look that up. I'm sorry. I'll have to look that up. But um, yeah, I I just I personally like if everybody just got like. 
I don't want to say the same wage because a lot of the problem is is that these kids are automatically getting handouts yeah. from boosters, from alumni. Like they're just it is happening, and I think that changing the rules so that they can get paid, um, even if it's just like you're getting paid five grand a year extra on top of whatever you you know for extra supplies, whether that be food or whether that be you wanting, you know, the new Jordans, whatever, right. you know, like you being get like that just flat rate. So in this way, a booster coming up and giving you $500 just for being there and saying, welcome to the program, you know, because <laughs> let's get real. That happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, it happens. Um, a hundred dollar handshakes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, uh, I know a lot of people are probably like, what? Are you kidding? Does that really happen? Yeah, it 100% happens. Um, but I think like this this will make it so that it, it doesn't have that stigma. It's like it's like we getting passed, like the law for we getting passed um, for you to legally purchase it, you know, in Cali and in Seattle and in whatever. Like now there won't be that stigma of like a booster being like, hey, son, like, welcome to the family. I'm sure the brotherhood does it too. Where they do that hundred dollar handshake and are like, "Thank you so much for you know contributing right. and joining," yeah. you know. Yeah. So hopefully the stigma just kind of goes by the wayside if they get like that flat rate. I I, I agree. Okay. I agree. It's just it's just it's 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 an interesting time, especially within the NCAA, because right. um, they've totally frowned upon that. I mean, Penny just got in trouble for yeah. his whole thing with Memphis and, yep. and, and the Wiseman kid. Yeah, technically he was a booster. I was reading about it, right? Yeah, but he's also his former coach in high school. Right. So it's where, again, this is why where I come up with, like, the gray line. Like, mm -hmm. where is that line? Like, he was his coach. Right. But he's a booster, and, like, now he's actually his head coach. So, where again, where is that line? This is why right. I was glad that they played him. So I was like, what are you going to do? Take away those two games that he played? Like, yeah. stop. Like, stop. What if they win a title and they keep playing him? Vacated. What are you going to – yeah. <laughs> he's got – I mean, or you can asterisk it. True. And be like, oh, well, they may have won, but right. – Dot, dot, dot. And that was clear. Um, not that that was that was that's an interesting situation because, like you said, he was his former coach, and I don't see anything wrong with the former coach helping out a kid in need of a situation. Now, like you said, five thousand for a kid. I hope they don't like pay certain players different rates. You know, right. I hope everybody kind of gets the same from the first to the twelfth man. I hope that happens. But kids should get paid in in the NCAA, like because. Been on video games, like I played with myself on video games. <laughs> <In> <laughs> NCAA, yeah, I did. The NCAA what was your ranking? It wasn't that good, honestly. Oh, I was like, I was really? like in the seventies, you know, like oh, a shut 70, up. Seventy, you know, they're using your likeness. And, yeah, you know, and that's the only thing that you own as a human being. Yeah, your likeness. So you should be able to get paid off of that. Hundred percent. So yeah, um, I mean, hopefully sooner than than, than later that it, it, it starts to change. Yeah. Speaking of getting paid, we're going to transition over to the NBA. Okay. Um, because they do get paid. A lot. Oh man, <laughs> a lot. Um, I wasn't gonna bring that up, but I do actually want. I did want to ask you that. Like, what? Um, as far, I mean, I think this this money isn't insanely out of control because they did band together, and this is what the NFL players need to kind of get together with as well, and they need to figure out. NBA players are just ridiculously smart when it comes to yeah. contracts and knowing what they're worth. And unfortunately, NFL players, I don't think that, I think that they know what they're worth, but they're just not fighting for it as hard. Or, you know, I could be totally wrong and they can tell me to shut the fuck up for all I care. <laughs> right. Like, um, you know, I'm not in their situation, but NBA players definitely know what they're worth. They know, you know, how much these guys are making off of them. Um, as far as the money that they're receiving, 
are you on board with this? Are you like, or are you just like, hell no, like y'all need to stop being so greedy. Mr. Like 15th man on the bench <laughs> making, making more than like a, making more than like a defensive tackle. Yeah. No, I'm totally on board with the amount of money that they make. And I think a lot of them are still underpaid. Like, I think LeBron James is underpaid. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that man's eventually going to be a billionaire. I mean, I think he Correct. is a billionaire, right? Like, He's almost there. He's all, yeah, yeah, he's close. Yeah, he's yeah. close. He's close. But he's underpaid. Just think about what? how many people he puts in the seats, his merchandise that they sell. And for them to, the the, the bus family to write a what? How much, how much is he making? What, $30 million or something? Yeah, but That's he, nothing. But he made that decision to come to L.A. That's the reason why he came to L.A. I'm was saying, to get that $30 million right. check that they cut is nothing to them. They're like, oh, okay, LeBron James, you're putting this how many people in the seats? We're going to sold out every night? You're selling Lakers merchandise throughout worldwide? Yeah. I, I think, think he's he I think he also knows what he's doing, though, because he's looking at the longevity and the future of his family and himself. And I think that he realizes he moved here not only for his kid to have a better future because he's – playing with Pippin's kid right now. Yeah. In Westwood. That's Sierra King. Yeah, yeah. And so mm, yeah. So yeah. I mean he knows what he's doing. That's good. Nah, he's definitely made strategic moves to yeah. be in LA. His um his production company is here. Yep. He set up shop perfectly for his, like his whole career basically. Yeah. Uh but I I like LeBron. I like yeah. the moves that he's making and for him to be this consistent over 17 seasons, never be in the press, um, supporting the community, giving back. I think he's a stand-up dude. I like that guy a lot. And then I work with him this summer. I worked on Space nice. Jam 2 this summer. I saw that. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I saw yeah, that. I worked on Space Jam 2 this summer as a sports coordinator, and I just, even more as a person, I like him a lot. Oh, more. that's great. Yeah, he was great. He, he'd get, show up to set after working out at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, get on set at, like, 8.30 and say hello to all the extras and all the staff, like, say good morning oh, to that's everybody. Cool. And, you know, tell everybody, like, inspiration, like, let's have a great day and let's make this happen. Like, so he was dope. I, I, I really I really like that guy a lot. I mean, I have nothing but respect for that man. I have, like, no ill will whatsoever. When he signed um, for the Lakers, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Like, <laughs> knew that he was going to come because, you know, we are the promise, the chosen people, us Los, Los Angeles. Um, everybody wants to. I told you they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> okay, Duke. <laughs> uh, do you know how to spell Duke? I do not. C H A C H A M P I O N S. I knew this was going to go sideways the second I brought that up. Um, but so continuing on with LeBron and obviously great man, great player, yeah. future Hall of Famer, all the good stuff. Um, are you or ha have you always been a Laker fan or are you more like a player fan? I'm more of a player fan. Great. I'm more of a player fan. I like that. I like watching certain players. I wish one of my favorite players didn't get hurt in the finals last year so he could play this season. But I'll wait. Uh-uh, you got to tell me who that is. Mr. Kevin Durant. Oh! Mr. Kevin Durant. I, I, I got to wait to see him. It's going to suck a whole year now watching him play. But really? After, like, the whole entire – I mean, I, I, I guess a, he is from PG County, and he, like – I just like his game. His okay, game okay. is just – it's something to watch. Like, I would pay $100 to go see him play basketball, like $200. Yeah, he's no argument here. Good. He's yeah, just he's really, really, really good and talented. He knows his spots on the floor. He knows how to get to his spots on the floor. As a smooth handle, he's just great fundamentals. He's just fun to watch, and he gets after it on the defensive end. A lot of people don't like to say that he doesn't play defense, but 
No, he's he does. Good defense. He does. He's it's, a good defender. He's not. I mean, he's not going to be winning any like defensive MVP awards no, anytime soon. But he's not. You know, he's not not playing defense. No. Yeah, you know, like a, a lot of people say. Um, so considering that, no offense to Brooklyn, I don't see them <laughs> making. I don't see them making it. And I actually am not a personal fan of Kyrie. He has game. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, there's only like two Duke players that I'm not a huge fan of. He's one of the two. And if you want to know the second, Who's the second? Player, it's JJ Redick. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a Redick fan. JJ's carved himself a nice career though. He has. He <laughs> yeah. has. He has. Um, I just think as a, again, these are, this is my opinion, not as a fan of their game. Okay. I think Kyrie is a baller. Gotcha. Like he, I remember his freshman year at Duke, his only year at Duke, and his half year at Duke. <laughs> Let's get real. He didn't play the whole entire year. Um, but I remember watching him and being like, oh, God, we're not going to get to keep him. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like from jump. And I, like he's just – he's very talented. He he knows what the hell he's doing, um, at least on the court. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I just – I think that he's an amazing player. Uh, I just – think that he's a little lost he's, he's as a person definitely eccentric <laughs> yes yes uh so Kyrie, i'm sure that you're not listening to this but you know <laughs> it, it, if you need a little help to get back on the right right path I'm, I'm here for you bro um i don't entirely hate him i just don't like the choices that he's made i guess I um but again as a player phenomenal jj his overall game has massively improved once he went to the clippers yeah, he, I, I, he, I agree with you. On he that. definitely like he didn't. He took his outside game and he actually developed it and made an inside game out of it as mm-hmm. well. Um, defensively, he's always been great. That's not that's not an issue that I have ever had with him. I think offensively, he just didn't have an overall game. Right, and he's he, just a pure shooter. Exactly. Yeah. So he and it's it's fair. We're Duke. We live by the three. We die by the <laughs> three. So I and it's it's something that I've just come to live with. Not as of late, but it's you know it's something that I, I overall have come to live with, and he just as a person I just don't I think he's kind of douchey. But as a but as a player I think he's developed his game like very very well. Um, again, a lot of these it's the reason why I don't like Kobe. I think that he's a douche. So, but he's a great player. He's obviously going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So um, I just wish that all these guys like had the ego of Ashanti. Cook because Ashanti, you are like a sweetheart from the day I met you till now. Like, you're just a Thank very, you. very kind, generous, wonderful person. Um, let's go to game time. Yeah, you ready for this game? All right, okay, yeah. So, it is game time, people. We're gonna play a little fact or fiction with Ashanti Cook. It's gonna be painless, <laughs> I swear. I bet you I'm gonna probably have to drink more than you are because <laughs> I, I think I'm like two and three with this game okay so you know and i'm and i make up the the rules that i make up <laughs> and how do you know the, the, i know and how do i know um i try i try to make it really difficult but um again i just lose all the time anyways so factor fiction people it's factor fiction time rules of the game i'm going to give you three statements two of these three um statements are true one is false you have to guess which one of these statements is the false statement okay uh, for every incorrect answer you make, you drink. But for every correct answer you make, okay. I drink. Um, all these statements are catered to your background, so hopefully you're knowledgeable about most of, if not all of them. I should know my background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's going to be up to eight rounds. 
in this game. Right. Up to eight rounds. We don't oh, have okay, to do okay, all okay, eight okay. rounds. We ain't doing all eight damn. rounds. We ain't doing all eight rounds. Let's not get crazy. Um, good luck. All right. All right. You ready? Round number one. While Georgetown students are nicknamed Hoyas, by the way, Hoyas Axa, uh, their mascot is an English bulldog known as Jack. Through the years, dogs have been a part of Georgetown's athletics, including a Russian wolfhound, war-decorated Boston bull terrier, and a Great Dane. That is fact or fiction number one. Fact or fiction number two, classes began at Georgetown in 1780. Within the first year, attendance grew to more than 40 students, some as far away as the West Indies. And in 1804, the school awarded its first two bachelor's degrees. Factor fiction number three. No one seems... <laughs> this isn't funny! <laughs> okay. No, no one seems to know exactly when or how the term Hoya Saxa was first used at Georgetown. Many years ago, there was a team at Georgetown called the Stonewalls, and it is suggested that a student applied the Greek and Latin terms and dubbed them Hoya Saxa, meaning what rocks. Hoya has since become a nickname for Georgetown athletic teams and students. Which one is the uh, fiction? Which one's the fiction? Yeah, which one's not true? Uh, I'm going to have to say the second one. Final answer. That's 1780 first two bachelor's degrees. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And the first one was... Bulldog and a, and a wolf. Yes, or, the um, so through the through the years, the dogs have been a part of Georgetown's athletics, including a Russian wolfhound, a war decorated Boston bull terrier, and Great Dane. I think. Okay, the first one is fiction. Again, final answer. Final answer. First one is fiction. Stating your life on this. <laughs> first one is fiction. Drink. Oh. You were right the first time. The second one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because school started. <sighs> yeah. So I, I switched up the first answer. Yeah. Gosh. So I, so I fit I, I switched the uh the years. 1789, right? Or no? No. So the uh it was 1792. Okay. Classes began in 1792, and in 1817, the school awarded its first two bachelor's degrees. This is nasty. Hey, <laughs> I should have won. That's okay. That's okay. Oh. You, it's, there are more rounds. But you said the wolf, it, but I do remember seeing a wolf on camp. I'm an idiot. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. First round to Jihei. Mm. Okay. So round number two. The year the Lakers were founded in 1946, they were originally the Detroit Gems owned by C. King Boring. They posted a league worst record, four for 40. In their first year in the NBL, it is the National Basketball League. What are these questions? <laughs> okay. Number two, back to fiction number two. The Celtics and the Lakers are the two most storied franchises in the NBA, and the rivalry has been often called the most prolific in the NBA. The Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers have met a record 12 times in the NBA Finals, starting with their first Finals meeting in 1959, out of those 12 meetings, the Los Angeles Lakers have only beaten Boston three times for an NBA title in 85, 87, and 2010. 
Factor Fiction number three, the famous and most epic sportscaster, at least in my time, was Chick Earn, who is an icon in and of himself and pretty much a dying breed in the sports world, coming up with such epic phrases as the butter is getting hard and the jello is jiggling on your Los Angeles Lakers basketball network. But did you know that Chick Earn's given name was actually Clancy Dale Earn, named after his grandmother and grandfather because his parents just couldn't decide? <laughs> okay. So which one is false? Which one is false? And I can repeat any of these. All right, repeat the first one for me again. All right. First one is the year that the Lakers were founded in 1946. The original name was the Detroit Gems. That is fiction. Are you 100% sure on I that? I am 100% sure. Drink, mother trucker, drink. How? I thought it was the Minneapolis. Oh, my gosh. So, when the team moved to Minneapolis in 1947, that's when they changed the name. Oh, my God. To the, mini, to the Minneapolis Lakers. Oh, my God. The Detroit Gems. All right. Yep. Is he done? All right, we're taking a quick, quick break on this one, and I'm winning, which is very rare. So we're gonna come back. We're gonna come back in two seconds. Um, we'll see you guys on the sports bar with round three with Ashanti Cook on Fact or Fiction. All right, we're back with Ashanti Cook for a little fact or fiction. He's really pissed right now because he's losing. Down 0-2 right now. 0-2. But you know what? Don't call it a comeback, baby. Don't call it a comeback. Um, all right, round number three of Factor Fiction. We're just going to get right into it. Naismith's original rules of basketball were sold at auction for $4.3 million in 2010. That is Factor Fiction number one. Fact or fiction number two, which by the way, I actually went to Kansas, like KU. It is okay. beautiful. I heard that. Have you, yeah, Kansas. have you gone there? Been, no? no. I want to go so there pretty. for a game, actually. It's really, yeah, I would actually like to go for a game. I was I was on my way back from Maryland to move back here. Okay. And that's why I stopped in, in Kansas. My mom used to live in Missouri, so it's beautiful, though. You should definitely check it out. It seems like it would be a really cool place to see a game. Um, all right. But I digress. Um, fact or fiction number two. Ashanti's like, screw you, I want to win. All right, fact or fiction number two. In 1950, the City College of New York becomes the first team to win both the NIT and NCAA titles in the same year. After that feat, the NCAA declared, because they suck, that any team participating in the NIT is ineligible to compete in the NCAA tournament. Factor fiction number two, factor fiction number three. In March of 1965, UCLA captures its first national championship under the stewardship of the legendary John Wooden. That is factor fiction number three. <coughs> so I don't get the Google on these answers. Fuck no! Uh. <laughs> you don't get help! Can't use a lifeline. <laughs> no. I'll give you a lifeline if a you really line? want. I'll give you a lifeline. Ooh, I'll give right. you a lifeline. Okay, so first one, second, third one is UCLA, right? Third one's UCLA. 1965. Yes. Okay. Second one, first one's Naismith. Correct. Sold for auction for four hundred. What? $4.3 million. The rules for basketball? Yes, like the actual Naismith right. physical rules for basketball. Damn. 
And then the second one, what's the second question again? The second one is that uh, City College of New York in 1950 became the first team to win uh, both the NIT and the NCAA titles in the same year. After that, the NCAA basically said that if you compete in the NIT, you can't compete in the NCAAs. I think that's a fact. Okay. Which one's false then? So we've eliminated. So I'll give this to you. I, I, the, the, I, I, the 1951 was, is a fact. That is a fact. I know that yes. because you can't compete in both. Yes. I know that because I, I played in both. In the NIT and NCAA several years. All right. So, okay. I'm going to say the first one is fiction. Final answer. Final answer. And you also get a lifeline. So you could technically. Google? No. Yes. You... I'm not going to Google. Okay. You can I'm, Google I'm, I'm going to trust really myself. Want... I'm going to trust my instincts. First okay. one is fiction. Man, that drive home is going to suck for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Nope. Yo. You're going to you're gonna die, though. So, in March of not 1965, it was 1964. Are you kidding me? That John wouldn't want his first title with UCLA. One year. One year. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hate me? <laughs> Yo. Hey, you still got you still hey, again, don't call it a comeback. You're we're right. going to the we're going to the rounds. Yeah, we're going to the AVP round. Okay. We're going to the Hermosa Beach South Bay round. Hope you know your volleyball. Hope you know your South Bay and your volleyball and your uh Inglewood history. <laughs> That's where you okay. were born, man. That is, that is a fact. Okay. That's right. a fact. That is a fact. All right. That is not fiction. Okay. AVP, which is a professional volleyball tournament for those that do not know, in Hermosa Beach, has been around since 1984, but due to financial restraints, it ended their reign in 2010. It wasn't until 2017 that Hermosa Beach was finally reinstated and added back onto the AVP schedule. That is factor fiction number one. Factor fiction number two. There's always been a debate as to what cities are technically considered a part of the South Bay. But according to Metro.net, the South Bay City's region includes Carson, El Segundo, or Smell Segundo, Gardena. <laughs> it does. It smells, doesn't it? <laughs> I like that city, actually. Yeah, and that refinery is no joke, though. That is true. Um, anyways, El Segundo has a refinery. That's why we call it Smell Segundo. Um, Gardena, Hawthorne. Hermosa Beach, which is where we're recording this podcast. Inglewood, your hometown. Yes. Lawndale, Lamita, Los Angeles, which includes Harbor City, Harbor Gateway, San Pedro, and Wilmington. Manhattan Beach, my hometown. Palos Verdes Estates, Rancho PV, Redondo Beach, Rolling Hills, Rolling Hills Estate, Torrance, and Westchester. Those are all the, uh, where you went to high school, those are all of the South Bay cities, according to to metro.net factor fiction number two and i again i will repeat all of these because i know they're long factor fiction number three settled in 1873 by montrell williams who named the city of inglewood for his hometown in canada it was laid out by the sentinella inglewood land company in 1887 and became a poultry raising center a poultry raising center? Yes. Factor fiction number three. Yo, what are these questions? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, South Bay. 
Carson is part of South Bay. I don't know about that. Um, this is, is again South according. This is according to Metro.net. Okay. 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 So. The first one is the AVP, right? Correct. Can you repeat that question, Of please? course. The AVP in Hermosa Beach has been around since 18, 1984, but due to financial restraints ending their reign in 2010. It wasn't until 2017 that the Hermosa Beach, that Hermosa Beach was finally added back into the rotation onto the AVP schedule. Okay, I'm going to go. Number two is fiction. Are you sure? Yes. Are you positive? I am positive. Damn, you are going to get drunk right now. Oh, my now. gosh. <laughs> nah. Yes. According to Metro.net, I am not, I'm, like, not Wait, making this up. I looked at the question before. All right. Go ahead. According to Metro.net, those are the South Bay cities. I looked it up online <laughs> on Metro.net. Metro. This is, again, according to Metro.net. Okay. This okay. is according to the bus system. Like I said, I'm an idiot. No, you're not an idiot. You what? chose a great song for your intro. You are not a moral. <laughs> All right. So this is so yeah. Right. So settled okay. accord again according to Metro.net. Yeah. Because a lot of people will tell you that because it's lo technically Los Angeles, Harbor City, Harbor Gateway, Pedro, and Wilmington are not part of the South Bay. Right. Would, but everybody else, like, that. but everybody else thinks that like those the people okay. that are from there think that they're South Bay. So. All Tequila is going to go down like tequila, man. So settled in 1873 by Daniel Freeman and not Montreal Williams. The city is named after his hometown in Canada. So that is what Inglewood. Inglewood was named after a hometown in Canada. In Canada. <laughs> in Canada. Okay. All right. So what is this? Round six. That was round six? No, 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 no. That was four. round, sorry, that was round four. four. So this is five. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shoot 100%. <laughs> All right. So hip-hop originated in the predominantly African-American, economically depressed South Bronx section of New York City in the late 1970s. Okay. This is factor fiction number one. Factor fiction number two. The first major hip-hop DJ was DJ Cool Herc, a.k.a. Clive Campbell. An 18-year-old immigrant who introduced the huge sound system of his native Jamaica to inner-city parties, according to Britannia. Uh, Brit uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally gonna butcher this. I Brit Britannica, sorry. <laughs> Dude, this is my third drink. <laughs> Britannica.com. Snoop Dogg, aka the Dog Father, his original name is Calvin Broadus Jr. He earned the nickname Snoop from his mother because when he was a child. He would always bark at the kids as they walked by their house in Long Beach. That's the third. That's a third fiction. factor That's fiction. The third factor fiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is, this I know you know this. This is tough. This is tough. I know the first two are probably facts. I'm gonna have to say the third one is fiction. Are you sure? <laughs> Final answer. Third one is fiction. Yay! Oh, I got Shanty! one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I got one. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. So for a bonus question, do you know why it's false? I have no idea why <laughs> just it's false. Just because the two other ones are I just don't sound right. 
<laughs> so the um, so Snoop Dogg's name did come from his mom. The nickname came from his mother, but it wasn't because he barked at kids as they walked by their house. It was because of his appearance, because he looked like a dog. A dog. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, he looks like a Doberman Pinscher. Yeah. 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 Especially in his younger years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Factor fiction, round number six or round number five. Sorry. The hat that Bill Murray is wearing at the Bulls game at the end of the Space Jam original movie yeah. is the St. Paul Saints, a minor league baseball team of which Murray was a part owner at the time, according to IMDb. That's factor fiction number one. Factor fiction number two, Tommy Lee Jones and Al Gore were roommates at Yale. They actually even started a country music band together while in school. That's factor fiction number two. Factor fiction number three, the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, a show I know that you are very well-versed in, um, Vince Gillian, or Jillian, is it Jillian? Vince Jillian, I believe, uh, initially wanted to call the character Saul good, like it's all good, as a hyper-memorable name for the clients to remember when they faced um, with, when faced with that one phone call. Um, another writer suggested Goodman, so they all loved it, and that's what they chose. Gotcha. Okay. So that is factor fiction number three. Which one is false? Which one is false? And again, I can repeat any of these. All right. What's that first question again? The hat that Bill Murray is wearing at the Bulls game at the end of the original Space Jam movie is the St. Paul Saints, a minor league baseball team of which Murray was a part owner at the time, according to IMDb. I see him being a partial owner of the team. He's a big sports guy. Well, and it's also a minor league team. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the second one is Al Gore and Tommy Lee Jones started a country band and were roommates at Yale. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, this is tough. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with the first one is fiction. Final answer. Fiction. First one. Final answer. Final answer. Drink. Oh my. What is it? The third one? Second one? But I can see Tommy Lee Jones singing in a country band though. They didn't go to Harvard. Or they didn't go to Yale. They went to Harvard. That's, that's still Ivy League, though, so it should still count as a fact. Okay. Yeah, but if you talk to somebody <laughs> know, from Harvard, know, it would be, know, it, it'd be like, I don't know, who, who's your rival? Syracuse? Yeah, it'd be yeah, like you I, saying, I, like, you went to Syracuse, you didn't go to Georgetown. I got you. Like, nah. <laughs> like, uh-uh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I can't believe I'm winning. This is this is a trip. I'm Are not going to lie to you. I am not going to lie to you. What are these questions? <laughs> hey, some of this you should have known, okay? Huh? Some of this. Hey, okay, the Georgetown one, yes. you should have known. The NBA one, yes. <laughs> Inglewood, yeah, because you did say Metro. Oh. But I just can't consider Carson as South Bay, but all right. Again, that's according Metro to Metro.net. Yep, yep, yep. All right. We'll give you another Georgetown freebie. One, I'm making this up on the nah. phone. Nah, 
No, I'm, I'm doing it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, this is going to be the last one. I'm not going to torture you anymore. <laughs> All right. The Civil War nearly closed. What? You better know your history. This is your university. This is your alumni. The Civil War nearly closed Georgetown as a student body dropped from 313 people to 17 between 1859 and 1861. That's the first. That's the first fact of fiction. Yeah. Fact or fiction number two. Sorry, I'm really making this up as I go. Um, this one wasn't planned. Um, this one's got to be like plus three points. <laughs> That's fine. We can we can double, we can double, we can double you up on that one. That's fine. During the university's bicentennial year, 1988 to 1989, U.S. President Ronald Reagan provided the opening address to kick off the year-long celebration. That's Dr. Fiction. Number two. The founder of Georgetown University, John Carroll. That's my guy. <laughs> was an altar boy turned entrepreneur and that's why he wanted to find a um, found Georgetown because he wanted to basically like hey I want to create education for the masses kind of thing and like the upper echelon I wish everybody could see my face right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Fiction number three okay all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go. Okay. Three, two, one. What's the first one? Oh, the, the bath. Civil War, right? Yes. Civil War. Where it dropped the po the student population. Student population. Yeah, it like went all the way down to like 17. 17. People. People. Yeah. Because if you think about it during that time, it was mainly men <laughs> that went to, went to college. That is so true. there's not a lot of... There, was not a lot of female um, representation. Yeah, uh, or at all, probably. Right. Uh, mm, 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 mm. I, I'm, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say the first one. Are you sure? Your look is telling me. Like, actually, you got a good poker face. Um, I do have a, but most women do. Very good poker face. I'm going to go number one. That don't sound right. 17 people? Nah. You did just look this up. I did just look this up. But I'm going to have to say the first one is fiction. And you're sure about this? Seventeen people between eighteen fifty nine and eighteen sixty one. Eighteen fifty nine, eighteen sixty one. Only seventeen people were there. It's nasty. No. Again, civil war. Yeah, I know, but there's still women in the world. Okay. Um. In the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, true. And they probably were like the majority of them were aiding their husbands. Um. Okay. All right. All right. What was the second question again? The second question was in during the university's bicentennial year, that's 1988 to 89, the U.S. President Ronald Reagan provided the opening address to kick off the year-long celebration. 
I think the third one is fiction. Final answer. Final answer. Yay! I got another one! <laughs> yes! So, your original founder um, was not an entrepreneur. <laughs> he, I believe he was a... Well, hold on a second, I'm going to look it up again. Because, again, I'm doing this on the fly. <laughs> um, uh, so, John Carroll was actually a Catholic bishop in America. Okay. John Carroll. He was the first Catholic bishop in America. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, Ashanti! I got... Two. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm not going to lie to you. My expectations were really high, but that's okay. Sorry to I'm like, no, 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 no. You know what? This whole entire episode, you have not let me down. So <laughs> I am just very happy that you even showed yeah. up and you came to be, be on this podcast. Um, guys, Ashanti Cook, the one and only. I have my first actual celebrity on this show. This is this this, this was fun. This is this good. Was fun. Yeah, how was first your first podcast? podcast? First podcast was yeah. great. Nice. I like it. I like it. Hopefully, it's not my last. No, but. hell no. I can't wait. Um, yeah. We can actually do a follow up when uh, the tourney comes. That yeah. sounds great. Down? I'm totally down. Yeah, that. yeah. that'd be fun. That would yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Also, I need to know because this is what I was gonna try and look up, but I've had a few, so I just was like, screw it. Is the GUGS burger worth the wait? G-U-G-S burger. Yeah, I looked it up, and it's like the Georgetown University something-something burger. And they were like, it's worth the wait. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I've never even had that. But if you're ever in D.C., you got to hit Wise Miller's Deli on yes, they said that campus, that's, they said that that's you got to like, get a Burger Madness or a Chicken Madness. What's in the burger or the Chicken Madness? The burger Madness is like ground beef patty seasoned really well with bacon cheese on a nice little roll is it like a kaiser or is it like it's a kaiser roll. yeah yeah kaiser roll so it's just same thing with absolutely the chicken? yeah chicken okay. is like but chicken has grilled veggies so it's like oh yeah like grilled veggies good. on it and like cheese but uh but yeah either either one you can't okay. go wrong okay wise miller's deli shout out to wise miller's i like wise miller's um, getting yeah, food recommendations yeah, get, from get, Ashanti. Get the burger madness or the chicken madness and we'll set your soul on fire. You will not be disappointed. I will say this. The food on the East Coast. It's really good. It's so good. Yeah. It's a lot so of little simple. hidden restaurants and places. Like, food's good. Yeah. Especially in D.C. There's so many little pockets. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're getting food advice, NCAA <laughs> advice. We're getting NBA advice. We're getting all of the advice from Ashanti Cook over here at the sports bar. So grateful that you joined the sports bar, man. Thank you so much for doing this. This is actually my longest episode ever. Which really? I'm, yeah. Oh, which is man. Great. Cool. Fire, man. Fire. Um, again, thank you again so much. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote, put out there? Promote. Shout out to Crossroads. Shout out to Crossroads. Have a great season this year. Yeah. Start the uh, season off tomorrow. Uh, shout out to Georgetown. Hopefully they have a really good year this year. Crack the tournament and do some damage. And but uh but no, just shout out to all my family and friends. Keep on pushing and fighting a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Keep on living. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Thank you so much again, Ashanti Cook people, the one and only. No substitutions. <laughs> um, Again, you're listening to the Sports Bar or have listened to the Sports Bar podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all those good things. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, follow, leave comments, uh, all the good stuff on all those avenues. That is how we find you. Leave us a review. Uh, also on every form of social media at the sports bar, T-H-A-S-P-O-R-T-S-B-A-R on Instagram and on Facebook. Also on 
uh, Twitter, but it's Sports Bar Gals because Twitter sucks and they wouldn't give me that sports bar for some weird reason. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so just don't forget to subscribe, follow all the good stuff. Shout out to Ashanti again for the first and not last time yeah. on the sports bar for being here. Shanti, we're going to play you out with your most deaf song. Uh, oh, go Westchester High School, too. Oh, Let's yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Shout go. out to Common Westchester. Pride, Common Pride. I yeah, forgot yeah. that. My bad. Yeah, you got to shout out your coach, bro. Yeah, Coach Azam. Let's yeah. go, baby. 900. <laughs> getting his getting his 900th win. And we are on the sports bar, hopefully, for more than 900-plus episodes. I can't wait. Uh, thanks again to Ashanti Cook. We out. <laughs> I don't wanna write this down. I don't wanna tell you how I feel right now. I don't wanna take no time to write this down. I don't wanna tell you how I feel right now. Hey, tomorrow may never come for you or me. Life is not a problem. Tomorrow may never show up for you and me. This life is not a problem. I ain't no perfect man, I'm trying to do the best that I can with what it is I have. I ain't no perfect man, I'm trying to do the best that I can with what it is I have. Put my heart and soul to the song. I hope you feel me where I am or wherever you are. I mean that's the city, tomorrow may never come, for you and me, life is not a problem, tomorrow may never be, you better hold this very moment, very close to you, very close to you, so close to you, so Shine your light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see. My eyes said, shine your light on the world. Shine your light light for the world to see. My eyes said, shine your light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see. My eyes said, shine your light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see. Sometimes I get discouraged. I look around and things are so weak. People are so weak. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like dying. Sometimes my heart gets heavy. Sometimes I just wanna leave and fly away. Sometimes I don't know what to do with myself. Passion takes over me. Feel like a man going insane. Use my brain trying to maintain. Hey, hey, hey. Put my heart and soul into the show. I hope you feel me where I am to wherever you are. Sometimes I don't want to be bothered. Sometimes I just want a quiet life. Me and my baby, me and my lady. 
Times you don't wanna get in the snowball. Times you don't wanna be a soldier. Like Times you just wanna be a man. Moment said, shine your light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see. My hobby said, shine your light on the world. Shine your light for the world to see. Right, 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 right